0: or go to FailYourWay.com for more info. Now back to the show. Make no mistake. If you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. You're selling the world on your book, aren't you? Of course, it's not as easy as launching a business and then tossing any old book up on Amazon. That's why I help entrepreneurs publish books on the specific topic and in the specific way that will launch or grow their businesses. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your professor, Anna David. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy. I'm your professor, Anna David. You know what we do here. <clears throat> I talk to you uh, top entrepreneurs and best-selling authors about how to uh, do a book that'll help build your business. I'm a little annoyed right now because I just recorded this And the recording was shite. And it was so good. And that's how much I love you, that it was good. And I was willing to just trash it. And by the way, that's how you should be with your books, you know. As Stephen King says, you got to be willing to kill your babies. That's a horrible, horrible idea. But you just got to be willing to cut stuff when it's not working. That terrible recording did not work. However, what I said was good. What I'm doing here is something I've never done before. And that is, I am talking to you about the book that I'm currently writing. And this is meta upon meta upon meta because it is a book based on this podcast. I am taking dozens of my favorite episodes and I'm calling it together in a book that is at the moment called The Entrepreneur's Guide to to prepping, promoting, and profiting from your how-to book. So what I, the reason I'm recording this special episode is first of all, it's packed with information, but second of all, I am, I, there are people, if you wanna know early what's going on with this book and what I, basically what you're gonna learn are the latest tips and techniques for uh, preparing for and promoting and profiting from your how-to book, please sign up. Just go to podbookinfo.com and you will be part of the super special group of people that will not only hear about everything from the book early, but also I'm going to be telling you about the things I'm writing about. And if you try them and you let me know how it goes, I would love to feature you in this book. So again, go to podbookinfo.com. So what's very special about working on this book is I am taking a like I said, transcripts from dozens of my favorite episodes. And what happens if you're a podcaster you know this, you basically get on this treadmill and every week you're releasing an episode and you've got the transcripts and you're promoting it and then it's on to the next. And sometimes you don't realize that you're sitting on gold. And it was only when I started to take these transcripts apart and put them back together as a book that I started to see what gold I had and how so many of these brilliant guests have just, they've, they, they, there's just themes that come up again and again, and each builds on the other. And so I'm going to be talking to you about the first section of the book, which is the conceptualizing your book section, which is figuring out the why, what, and who, so you can write a book readers want. And I will tell you, and I've said this before, if you write a book readers don't want, you've written a journal. And I'm all about journaling Shout out to the right method if you grabbed that. But if you're going to write a book, I want people to read it. So here's how you do it. First of all, you find your why. What's the promise in this book for the reader and for you? What outcome do you want this book to have for you? Mike Koenigs, 13-time author, advisor to Tony Robbins had him on, a, on an episode I'll link in the show notes and he said basically he'll always ask somebody when they're like i am working on a book for five years he goes okay so who's your audience what, what's your goal what's a promise and people can't answer that um and I know what that's like because I wrote many books where uh I couldn't answer those questions so let's talk about your why by talking, taking your why and spelling it out, that's how you're going to find your who. Your who is your reader. Your reader is actually the only one that matters. I think we all have this lovely romantic idea of sitting in a cabin or on a beach or even just in a closet writing, and the muse hits us and and. Uh, maybe I know that, like Glennon Doyle can do that, but the rest of us really, really, really need to figure out who this is for and write a book for them. So let's use an example that you're writing a how to book on how to start a successful mastermind. So, who are your readers? People who want to start masterminds. But let's drill down more. Why do they want to start a mastermind? Are they a super successful entrepreneur, and they want to introduce their friends? Or is it like a 20 something who's built up this massive TikTok following and wants to monetize that? So if you can't answer who it is, you're not there yet, you haven't drilled down enough. So think about what did you want to know five years ago, or before you were able to do whatever it is you're writing your book about? Why did you want to do it? What did you want to know? So, The best way to know you're getting there, I don't know if you've got my elevator pitch template, but if you don't, you can grab it. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's also, you can get it at uh, bookelevatorpitch.com. And it basically breaks down how, this is what you need to fill in. My book is for blank, who want blank, so they can blank. So this book that I'm talking about, my book is for authors, who want to write books that will be read and make them money so they can't stop writing books that nobody reads and that don't make them money. That's super wordy. Please do better than me. Here are some um, elevator pitches of books that my company's published. Uh, my book is for women who want to invest in real estate so they can be financially independent. That was Tamar Hermes's The Millionaire's Mindset um my book is for health enthusiasts who want to follow a keto diet so they can be the best in the best shape possible that was um oh my god i'm sorry i'm brain dead i'll tell you in a second who's that was sean's book why am okay too bad i don't actually edit these episodes anyway drilling doubt is going to lead you to your niche now then i want you to lean into why you're the one who has to write this book It's ironic. I've talked about the riches are in the niches because I love that cliche to death. But it's even more than that. You are the only you that exists. And so never think that your niche is too small. Look, there's a Facebook group called A Group Where We All Pretend to Be Ants in an Ant Colony. And that has over 1.8 million members. So your niche is not too small. Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadpub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadpub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. So when I had Zara Berry on the podcast and Zara, I had her on with her work wife, Dana Choicey, a hilarious episode. And by the time you hear this, it's possible that Zara and I have released our podcast that we're doing together called Publishing Pod. Uh, sorry, Publishing Party Pod, um, What she said to me is people used to say, oh, you're being gay is going to alienate a straight audience. But she said, most of my followers are straight girls. And we watch shows about obscure cults. People are interested in new concepts as long as they're human and relatable. So how do you make yourself human and relatable? The good news is just by being you. And I don't want this to sound conflicting. I'm saying, oh, be you, but oh, write for them. That's that's the art and the science of doing this well. So think about your own experiences. Consider the biggest mistakes you made. Um, Think about how you could help readers avoid making them. The way I'm trying to think, I don't want readers to make the same mistakes I've made with my books. So the more personal you get, the fresher your concept is going to be, or maybe you have a super controversial viewpoint. Um, you know, I guess I do. I have. A, I think traditional publishing sucks. I guess that's a traditional viewpoint. I lean into that. Mark Manson sold sold twelve million copies of his book by uh, go, going into leaning into his controversial opinion that we shouldn't give a fuck. Um, so. Everyone else is already taken, as Oscar Wilde said. So just be your actual self, not this writer self that you think you need to be. You know, one of my favorite compliments I get is when someone tells me that reading one of my books made them feel like they were hanging out with me. So, so make your book like they're hanging out with you. So who's hanging out with you? As Jane Friedman said on the podcast, a lot of writers start without thinking about their reader they haven't asked, whose life am I trying to change? Who am I speaking to? Now, on Jennifer K. Armstrong's episode, she talked about how her first book uh, was about the Mickey, an oral history of the Mickey Mouse Club. And so she got this book offer. her. She wrote this book. She kind of looked for these readers. You know, she looked on Boomer websites, whatever. Couldn't find them. Goes to visit her parents. Her dad takes her to a veterans organization. And suddenly she's surrounded by the people who are so obsessed with her book she accidentally found them for her next book she comes from entertainment weekly magazine so she wanted you know she writes tv books and she said you know she and her publisher really sat down and said who what's a book where i know how to find the audience what's a book where the audience reads and that's how they landed on seinfeld and seinfeldia became a new york times bestseller in its first week of release so How do you find out if your audience likes to read? Here's a way. Go to Amazon. It's the third largest search engine in the world after Google and YouTube. Type in your book topic in the search bar. See how it auto-populates. Now, when I had Dave Chesson on the podcast, and Dave Chesson is the brilliant creator of Publisher Rocket and Atticus Software, and he has an amazing website called Kindlepreneur, he talked about how he worked with a client who was writing a book on how to sell art. And they went into Amazon, they did that search, and they found out that there were a lot of searches for how to sell art online, and that wasn't even something she was going to put in her book. When she discovered that, she was able to add that section to her book, and in turn, write a book that her readers, with information her readers wanted. Now, Jay Abraham, super consultant and the author of Getting Everything You Can Out of All That You've Got had an additional idea about Amazon. He says, go to the one and five star reviews of all the books, the top 20 best-selling books in your category. Look what people hate and they love. Because he says when people really hate or really love, their subconscious overrides what they're, they they use the language that they organically want to use. So you can take that language, you can use it in your book, you can use it in your copy, you can use it in your book description. I know that I like to go um, and look at the one-store reviews and say, okay, so what are readers wanting and not getting? What don't they like? I read all, hopefully you want to read all the books that are, the best in your category because you're very passionate about this topic. Um, so I went and I saw that uh, a book that, that in my genre, everybody wrote this, I just feel like this guy's hawking his services the whole time. So I am trying to make conscious choices to not do that in my book, to n- make it, clear, like, you know, that no one thinks I'm trying to do that. Uh, Sometimes people can think you're trying to do that even if you're not trying to do that. So, um, you know, figure out what people like, what they don't like. And yes, lean into being you, but give people what they want. Um, I hope that doesn't sound contradictory. I want you to obsess over your who. Now, Robert Greene, arguably the most successful writer I've ever had on the podcast, you know, multiple New York Times international best-selling author of The Laws of Power and Seduction. He said, when I'm writing a book, every step of the way, I'm thinking of the audience that I'm writing to. Writing a book is communicating to an audience. You are not just mouthing off your brilliant ideas. Now, Jane Friedman had a slight variation. She said, dig into the people that you think will be most likely to read it and the easiest for you to reach. As Derek Murphy said in his interview, you need to always be asking, who is this for? What problem is it going to solve? Here's how you're going to do that. You know that elevator pitch that you just came up with? see if you can drill down further. So let's stick with the example of the mastermind, the guy or woman writing the book about how to start a mastermind. Who's the reader? So is it an already successful entrepreneur who has so many successful friends, he just wants to connect them? Or is it a 20 something who blew up on TikTok and wants to monetize his audience? So if you can't answer that You haven't drilled down enough. If you can, you've got to figure out what goes in there. Like maybe the super successful entrepreneur doesn't want to know about all the little software programs and tools because he's going to have a team that's going to be doing that. So even if you built your mastermind uh, using something, like let's say through a massive social media following, but you don't think that successful entrepreneur is going to even go that way, don't include it. Readers come to how-to books because they have a problem. You're there to solve it. So I know if I go to somebody with a problem and I want them to solve it and they instead tell me about like what they had for breakfast and how they feel about the weather and when they last went to the beach, I am going to conclude, well, this is not somebody who can solve my problem. Even if the way they articulated it was so brilliant and so writerly and so entertaining you want to be your reader's most valuable source and sometimes the sheer knowledge that you have about it is actually a detriment see it's easy to think we know what readers want because we think it like we're too inside the fishbowl so you the best thing you can do is you can ask so if you're an entrepreneur and you know your would be clients ask them i know social media whatever. I have a whole new attitude about social media that I'll share in another episode. But ask on social media. See um, what people respond to. It's very meta. I'm doing that with this. I am going to see if you guys respond to this. And that's why I always love your feedback. But I would especially love your feedback on this one to know um, what you want to know more about, what you want to know less about, um, what was boring, what was interesting, and I would most love for you to sign up to get um, actual information, be an insider on this book, get bonuses, get in the book, and you do that by going to podbookinfo.com. That's it, guys. Thank you so much. This was super fun to record. I hope it was fun and informative for you. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining me this week on Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to entrepreneurpublishing.academy, where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. And please don't forget you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company, Legacy Launchpad Publishing, is available to help industry leaders and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing. Just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in next week for, Bull well, next week's episode. You know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing one.